Hey, good morning, everyone. This is the Pillage Pastor, and it is Sunday morning, bright and early. Um, it's nice to be able to start saying bright and early because the sun is coming out earlier and earlier. And even though it's kind of a rainy day, it should be snowing actually, but we've had a really warm winter, believe it or not. It's only like 38 degrees out there right now, which isn't bad at all. But, um, Hey, got my workout in, starting my day. I've got my coffee ready to go as uh, I'm going to start sipping on that fairly quickly here. But the question is, is this is your life. Are you who you want to be? You know the song. I know the song. Don't remember who it was that sang it, but I woke up thinking this is your life. Are you who you want to be? And there's a reason why I woke up thinking that. I'm going to share that in just a minute. So stay tuned. Got my hazelnut coffee from Dunkin' D and uh, shipping on that right now. It's delicious. It is delicious to wake wake up and look forward to something good from the Lord. That's right, my Dunkin' D coffee and my GCU mug. I hope you got your favorite mug going as well. I'm going to switch it up though in the near future here. But, uh, meaning the mug. Maybe the coffee as well. I got some vanilla. I think some like vanilla bean or something like that. Dunkin' D in there. Ready to go. But uh, like I said, this coffee just keeps on giving. Just keeps on going. You can get by a pound of this and it will last like, I don't know. I mean, I like my coffee strong too. So I don't know how this stuff is lasting so long. I think the Lord's been blessing our time together. That's what I believe it is. <laughs> anyway, so this is your life. Are you who you want to be? I remember long ago way back what happened was i had we as a family had actually moved to colorado <clears throat> aurora colorado to be specific and it was after being at a church in modesto and i was a youth pastor and uh that church man it was a united methodist church and uh, I'm more of a conservative guy. wasn't into some of the things that I was seeing there. And I was only there for like nine, ten months at most. Awesome place. I mean, a fairly large church. But there was just some things that struck me wrong. Um, and I wanted to get out of there. And because I can be very flighty, I did just that. I'm like, hey, you know what? If I'm going to quit, let's not stay local. Let's go venture out from California into the great wide open, the great unknown, the glorious unknown. And because, you know, I had a partner at that time, a wife at that time who was amazing and just would follow my lead and, and, uh, be supportive. She was willing just to pack up her bags, move to Colorado, Aurora, beautiful country, beautiful state, Aurora. Mm, I don't know. Questionable, right? But, uh, we did just that. And we were there for like a year and saw some awesome things happen there as well but then uh, my stepdad got sick among other things and we crash landed back in California and uh, and moved to a certain part of California where for a season I just continued going to school and and at this time it was online with Liberty University taking some seminary courses uh, theology courses and uh, doing some construction. I was working on like three different houses, and I suck at construction. Believe you me, you do not want me on your construction crew. Hey, complete the house. I'll sell it all day long, but don't get me working on no staircase. Don't get me using a hog or whatever it was called, the drill holes for plumbing. I I'm not that guy. I never will be. I, 
I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Some people have the gift, some don't. My son has that gift, and my dad had that gift. I just don't have that gift. I'm telling you what, right now, I wish I did. Wish I was more manly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But crash land basically back in this little country town outside of Chico, California, working on you know these houses, miserable during that time, and things just kind of got worse. But then there was this beautiful breakthrough at the end. But while I was there, that song was playing on the radio. It was, this is your life, are you who you want to be? Anyway, don't uh, claim to be a singer at all either. I'm losing my voice in my old age. But um, yeah, when the world was younger and you had everything to lose, I think is how the song goes. And I, re I, I thought about that recently because one of the Christmas gifts I got from my daughter was, hold it, was an old yearbook. So from high school, I actually, believe it or not, I never had a yearbook. So I never bought a yearbook. Nobody ever bought a yearbook for me, and I didn't expect it. I was just like, why would I want to remember my high school years? Well, I was trying to grow up a little too fast, and you know what? I should have paid more attention, and uh, I, but I was always kind of just moving, moving on from one thing to another, just ready to grow up way too fast, and it seems to have been that way my whole life, honestly, but... Um, Anyway, right here, 1995, my junior year of high school, and my buddy Chad actually was a photographer there for the uh, school yearbook, whatever they called it, and so I got in this, featured in this quite a bit. It was a lot of fun that year, but it got me thinking, you know, looking through there, I'm like, what did I want for my life back then? Who did I think I was going to be? Why did I go in the direction that I did and not in another direction. I'm actually really surprised. And I think, I don't know if you would be as well. If you opened up an old yearbook, maybe you haven't opened it up for years. Maybe you don't even have one. If you opened up a yearbook, you know, you'd be like, man, I remember this person. I remember and you remember them, their first and last name. Like, I don't know why that's so shocking. I think it's because when I left high school, I left. I mean, I, I was gone, right? I was just like, and just out of there was not going to look back, was going to start my life, never look back. And um, But looking back, I mean, I was like, I remember this, I remember that. Like, I, I remember that situation. While well, I remember when that picture was taken, I remember that person on and on and on. And I didn't think that I that I would, which is kind of cool. Like, all of a sudden, be like, wow, just you're just taken back to that spot. And I thought, as I was looking through it, once again, is who... Did I want to be and am I that person today? Who did I want to be then and am I that person today? What about you? Are you the person? This is your life. Are you who you want to be? Are you who you wanted to be? You know, there was a, there was a time many years ago. I don't know, many, many years ago, but maybe like 13 years ago. And and uh, we were doing a... doing like a somewhat of a satellite church plant um, at the time for several years. And we had finished one of our Sunday services at this junior high school where we were meeting. And afterward, we went out with a, a new family to a burger joint. And entering into that burger joint, as we got out, beautiful, you know, sunny Sacramento day, 
uh, and got out, had my beautiful little family with me, and we're going into this burger joint in a little plaza, and there is a guy sitting out there in front of the door, and I don't remember him ever really looking homeless, but he's sitting out Side this burger joint right outside the door, and he says he's the he says he was a uh, the drunken prophet is what he called himself the drunken prophet I'm the drunken prophet, and you know I kind of wanted to kick the guy and say prophesy you know for me I'm teasing I did not want to kick the guy or anything I was interested though I was intrigued I was like what I don't get it yeah I mean you don't even look like you should be here you don't. He might have been drunk. He, I didn't even. He didn't even really strike me so much as even drunk or intoxicated out there in front of that burger joint. But I was thinking, like, what led him to that point to where he's he's there now? Like, wh- what went wrong? What did he experience? What loss? What happened that this guy, obviously, and I truly believe to this day, I mean, this is a guy who did love Jesus and just went off the rails. Right. And I've thought about him even more so, you know, in the last in the last few years, because I'm like, going, I wonder what his story was. I mean, I know what my story is. I know that you have a story as well. And it's nice to basically admit we all have a story to tell or not to tell. Many of us don't want to tell our stories. I want to tell my story um, only because I, I I have felt so alone um, as if. Nobody could, knowing that people can relate with my story, but feeling like, um, where were they when I was going through stuff? Like, did I really tuck myself and hide myself away so much as to, if there was a story and an encouragement to be had from somebody else's story, I did not put myself in a place to be able to be encouraged by somebody else's story. Very, very possible. But that guy's story, you know, what was his story? What did he go through? What, what led him to a place where he wanted to go and sit in front of a burger joint and t- tell everyone he was the drunken prophet? And I don't even remember if he was asking for money or what he was doing. I imagine that's what he was doing is just like trying to get some money, you know, from somebody. But I don't know where this guy had, how he had lost his mind. But I understand now you can lose your mind. You can lose your mind. It doesn't matter who you are. You know what? My dad once told me, he's like, <clears throat> you know, people are people. And he, I, he didn't believe this when he died, but, but he said this. He's like, people are just animals. They're just animals. Like, you, you don't know what circumstances, you know, you will find yourself in, could find yourself in, to where you lose yourself and you become the animal that you, you are. And at that time, I was really talking purpose and church. And he's like, don't invite me to church. And he didn't say it in a mean way, but don't invite me to church. I won't go. Um, and he's like, you don't know what I've seen. I've seen guys that love Jesus and were like so religious and the most perfect Baptists or whatever he was become the meanest son of a bitch. You know, so basically that's something my dad, that's a direct quote from my dad. So, you know, um, but the idea is, is like, we don't know like what's going to happen in our future. We don't know who we could become. But we do know that there are certain principles that we can live by that will keep us from going too far. There are, like even in the worst of situations. And so let's keep talking about this. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll continue. I have to be honest with you. I am. I didn't think I would be where I'm at today. 
I didn't think I'd be where I'm at, and I'm not who I I want to be. I strive for that every single day, and it's only really been myself who holds me back. But, uh, you know, things happen, and if you don't guard yourself, you can find yourself. If you don't put, don't ever think that you're just so, you know, perfect, high and mighty, you have enough, you know, guardrails in your life. Uh, enough values in your life to to keep you from going in places and doing things that you never thought that you would do. I mean, you just can't ever assume that you will not go there and that you're not that person. And the moment you do assume, I mean, pride comes before the fall. Pride comes before the fall. And you will never truly even understand that statement until you fall and you realize, wow, my pride led me to believe I could not go in a place. I could not do what I did. Next thing you know, hey, no, it would never be me. Next thing you know, it's you. And you're, you're just, you can be kind of shocked by it. But and I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe you are like going exact. I know exactly what you're saying, right? I know exactly what you're, you're talking about, that you could become a person you never believed you could be. And, uh, and, but that, that's the truth, man. You could become the meanest son of it, right? Uh, it, it, you just don't know. But one of the things we do know is this. I mean, there's things that, truths that we need to live by that will keep us from that. And I believe that one of those truths is like, this is your life. Are you who you want to be? No. Then why not? Is it because you didn't recognize who God had originally said that you are? Not who you will become, but who you are. When you start the Christian life, God gives you a new identity. You're a child of God born again and uh, a new identity and you have to know it's so important to know who you are and know the identity that God has given you because then you're not going you're not going out and searching for a new identity you're all you're doing is recognizing the identity that God has given you <clears throat> I'm reminded of the beginning chapter of the book of Jeremiah a prophet speaking of prophets a real prophet a real puffer. Can, can God speak through anyone? Yeah, God can speak through anyone and anything that he wants to. I don't care if it's the drunken prophet outside of a burger joint, okay? He can speak to you. He can remind you of that time. He can remi remind you of that person and bring you back to that place. <clears throat> and God could have possibly even spoken through that individual if I had kept him front of mind even and said, what led him to that place? I don't want to go there and I need to take this into consideration so that I never do go there. But Jeremiah chapter one, we read, and you might know kind of where I'm going with this. I already know. Like, uh, I, know I know what he's going to refer to here. But Jeremiah chapter one Verse 5, starting in, let's start in verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me saying, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I already had set you apart. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I gave you a job. I gave you a purpose. You didn't have to seek out your own purpose. You didn't have to go find your own ministry, your own role, your own way of, of service. I've already decided that for you. And how you're going to know what that is, 
and rediscover it on a daily basis is to stay close to me on a daily basis, right? Just stay close to me on a daily basis. And you're going to know that you'll never have to decide who you are or who you want to be. And you can even look back now. Here's, here's something that I need to hear more often is if I'm sitting here today saying, no, I'm not the person that I wish that I were. I'm not who I want to be. And I'm so, I could say this, I'm so far off track from who I want to be. And even if I wake up on a daily basis, I can wake up and I could say, all right, I'm going to get back on track, man. I seem, I don't know if it's like this for you, I can lose ground very easily in my life. Now I'm doing good. I love the Lord. And that could be the first part of my day, man. Starting out my day good. I'm turning on that worship music. I'm talking to the Lord. Next thing you know, it's the end of the day and I've botched everything up. And even though I took a step forward, I took like 12 steps back, right? <laughs> and so, but the thing is, is God doesn't see it. Like God looks at it a little bit differently. All right. He's not looking at the steps we've taken back because he knows ahead of time, your failures, where you will go, what you will do, that is not in line with who he created you and made you to be. But I do believe this is ultimately, ultimately, it's saying, I'm already there. And it's daily recognizing that you're already there. It's not saying I'm not there. It's saying I'm there. I just need to live it out. I need to accept it. I need to step into who I really am. And I haven't lost any. Can you imagine this? You're like, oh, no, Ryan, that's completely false. I've lost so much. I've lost lost so much um, ground. I've lost so much ground. Maybe, maybe it's a matter of perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't have the job that you want to have. You don't live where you like to live. You don't have the relationships with family, friends, your kids that you would like to have. All right. And you're like going, oh my gosh, there's so many things that need to happen for me to get to that place again. With the Lord, it could happen overnight. It could happen over a season. It could happen over 10 years. It could, it, it may never happen if it's not the Lord's will. But the thing is, is like, don't live as if you are the one that has to make all the steps and all the perfect choices. Your only choice, the most important choice for you to make isn't this is your life are you who you want to be oh man i got a long way to go no no this is your life recognize who god has made you recognize realize and embrace who god has made you all that stuff love god with everything you've got all that other kind of stuff will fall in line love the lord with everything you've got and everything else will fall in line just embrace your blessing embrace the blessing None of us are who we want to be. Nobody is where they would like to be. Because once you're even there, I remember getting to a place in my life, feeling like my dad was proud of me and I had accomplished so much more than anyone ever thought I would. And I remember wanting even more than that. It's interesting that once we are like, oh, this is good, I'm getting what I want, I want even more right? Whereas when you start your journey in life with the Lord, 
you're complete. You have everything you need in that relationship with them. You're not striving and fighting for more and working harder and harder to attain identity. Maybe your goals and dreams, maybe if it's buying a boat or another house or, or a house, period, whatever it might be, right? But as far as God is concerned, you have everything that you need when you're just simply in a relationship with him. You're not fighting for his favor. You have his favor because you are in a relationship that is based on grace through what Jesus has done for you. And all you're doing is you're just saying, that's my identity. That's who I am. I might not be who I want to be. Yeah, but you know what? Who I might want to be if that is who the Lord wants me to be. So hopefully that's who I want to be, right? Is who the Lord wants me to be because ultimately it's going, God, you're, you're the one who's given me purpose. You're the one who's given me an identity. Just show me what that identity is and I want to live up to it, right? It's it's knowing who he has created us to be, not who we want necessarily to be. And hopefully who we want to be though is who he says that we should be. Hey, we don't have to fight for an identity, learn an identity, go after creating an identity. He's given us an identity. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to close it out. It's just right here. I remember, I remember who I wanted to be and I remember who I did not want to be. When I looked at that yearbook photo and it was a good looking photo i'm not gonna lie i was a good looking kid <laughs> i was kidding but i looked in here and i'm like i remember to be honest with you when i took that photo i wasn't the happiest guy i was athletic i was a little quiet kind of kept to myself but i realized just looking back through there i had a lot of acquaintances and i had some good friends but I wasn't satisfied. I didn't know who I wanted to be. I thought maybe I'll be a paramedic. Maybe I'll be a firefighter. And I just toyed around, but I didn't have a whole lot of hope for myself. I didn't really necessarily had a dad who said, hey, you know what? You are an amazing person. You're smart. You're a great kid. Everything's going to work out for you. I'm going to give you some basic principles to live by and you'll know that no matter what everything's going to work out for you i didn't have a dad who not that he wouldn't have said that but he didn't and it was an every other weekend dad my mom on the other hand was constantly like oh you're everything you're so wonderful i love you so much you're so cute you're this and that always constantly doting but i think ultimately a lot of security and a lot of that confidence has to come from dad at least for me, it did. And I didn't have that. And so I was like, "What? I don't even want to do anything. I don't really, nothing excites me. The only thing that ultimately did excite me is serving God and being eventually in the ministry, being a pastor. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. But nothing excited me other than that. I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to be anything else. I just wanted to be close to God. And when I gave my life to him, Right around that age, in 90, you know, like as in truly, truly to him, as in like, I'm, I'm going to follow. I know you, Lord, but I'm going to follow your call. I want to do what you want me to do. I'm feeling called to the ministry. It was around that time. And I was like, life is not worth living unless, and I don't want to make those decisions. Life is not worth living unless you give me a mission 
and 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 it's worth living if I know I'm fulfilling the mission that you've given me. I mean, that's what it was all about. And from there forward, I was just like, what do you have for me? Because I don't really want to be here. That's what my attitude was. I literally wanted to, I remember this going through my mind. It's pretty, probably pretty bad. But I just remember that year, my senior year being like, okay, I have a choice here. I can either completely devote my life to Jesus and basically trust him that he's going to do something with my life and he better. And if not, I'd rather just, while I'm out there jogging on a canal bank, I'd rather just, with my headphones back then, wired headphones, do like a disc, like Walkman, where they put the CDs and the disc Walkman. I'd rather just crank that thing up, man, and just like jog right in front of the train that would go along, you know, that canal bank. Because like, what was it worth? Like, what's life worth? But what I found was the security and just the amazing part, like no matter how light hard life could get, is when you you believe that God's like, okay, I love you, and I want to give you the best. Just stay stay close to me. Just stay close to me. All right, I'm gonna honor that. I'm gonna just like bless you so much if you give your life to me and and serve me. And He did. He totally did. Sure, I've gotten myself into trouble time and time again, but the thing is, is like God is faithful when we're not. He will bless you when you're not bless. You're not a blessing to anybody. He'll he'll bless you because he's a good father, good good father. And that's what I wanted. So if this is my life, is am I who I want to be? Am I who I want to be? The question comes down to this: Do I still love God, and do I still believe that my ultimate purpose is found in Him? And is that truly coming from the heart, the depth of me? Yeah, it is then maybe I am who I, I want to be. I want to be a guy after God's own heart. At the end of the day, no matter what happens and no matter what hell we go through, at the end of the day, wouldn't it be amazing for God to say, that guy was, <laughs> wasn't perfect, but he was a man after my own heart. He really was. that A man after my own heart. Then, then if I have that, if nothing else, if nothing else, if I had nothing else, but still have like, I'm so imperfect, I make mistakes, but I love God and I just want to know his purpose. I just want to be found right with God. Then maybe I am who I want to be because that was the most important thing to me way back when as a teenager. So with that being said, I hope this has been somewhat of an encouragement to you. This is the village pastor. Grace come down for such a sinner as I and for such a sinner as you.